Colleges in China are giving the students a week off in order to fall in love. Prostitutes in Amsterdam are angry about the city's bid to drive away tourism. And a pastor is still dead despite an entire year awaiting resurrection. These are the weird stories for Thursday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast recorded by a comedian inside a closet. Let's do it. Chinese colleges are giving students a week off in order to fall in love. Nine colleges in China want their students to go out there and find love during a week-long spring break in April. Yeah, we already have this spring break thing over in the U.S. It's called spring break. It's the week where you, I don't know, you fly to Florida and get an STD, and then you go back to school and pretend it didn't happen. (laughs) We have here some schools in China run by the Fan Mei Education Group. They announced they're going on a spring break, April 1st to the 7th, and they asked the students to, quote, enjoy themselves. Yeah, you guys go enjoy yourselves. Here's a box of condoms. We have a quote from the actual deputy dean of one of these schools who says, the school implements the spring break system in the hope that the students can learn to love nature, love life, and just enjoy love, man. Just go out there and love, man. What is this, some kind of hippie guy? I like this guy. Go out there and love, guys. Come on. You're going to give him some spending money as well? This guy says, uh, walk out of campus. Why don't you get in touch with nature and with your heart? Feel the beauty of spring. The participating colleges are all vocational schools for jobs in aviation, such as pilots, flight attendants, air traffic controllers, airport security staff. The schools have been giving students and teachers a week off in the spring since 2019, but this year's theme is romance. They're saying, enjoy the blossoms, the spring blossoms, go fall in love. They emphasize fall in love. This announcement comes coincidentally amid a push in china to bolster rapidly declining birth and marriage rates so they're very concerned about the declining birth rate in florida so they're hoping the students will go and get pregnant during the spring romance week that they're providing it seems the uh, students are still assigned some homework during this week but their tasks are to write some diaries reports on their own growth Well, it doesn't say what kind of growth. Maybe in their pants. Hey, I've been growing all week. Am I in love or what? (laughs) If it doesn't go away, consult a doctor, my friend. They're also encouraged to make some handicrafts. Okay. Not sure that'll get you laid, but okay. And film videos of their travels. All right. Keep it clean, guys. Well, you know, why not just shoot the whole thing? Create some sort of romance game show over there, similar to The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. I think... That would be amazing. People can't get enough of watching uncomfortable romantic moments, dating scenarios on screen. (laughs) Now, I've covered other efforts of countries in Asia as they attempt to increase the fertility rate. They're all concerned about dropping under 8 billion worldwide for some strange reason. I don't understand it. I think we're already over the limit with people. Have you noticed the price of geography has gone up considerably where hardly anyone can afford to own a damn piece of land anymore. So I don't know where you want to go with this. You want to go to 10 billion? Next thing you know, my rent is 8,000 a month. Yeah, I can't wait for that. I have some advice for those of you who are working government and you're concerned about your dropping fertility rate. How about just make some maneuvers to allow life to be more affordable? I'm not saying, uh, you know, extravagancies affordable. I'm saying basic needs affordable. That would be very helpful. 
You know, instead, the government is uh, seems to be in the business of helping large corporations profit and, you know, profit at what expense? Well, our cost of living goes up as those people get richer and richer uh, with the help of the politicians. So you want to increase your fertility rate? You know, maybe work for the common people for once in, you know, in your capital. That's just my opinion. (laughs) Or maybe even a more simple solution than that. Just. Fly Nick Cannon over there. Next thing you know, you're going to have a lot of pregnant Chinese women. So that's another way to fix the issue, I think. Prostitutes in Amsterdam are furious over the city's attempt to drive away tourists. Very angry prostitutes are planning a protest this weekend in Amsterdam after the local officials told the British, quote, zombie tourists to stay away from the city. What are these British zombie tourists? Well, they are tourists who come to Amsterdam for the sex, drugs, and booze-filled trips. This is a large swath of income, I'd imagine, for the prostitutes as these young men come to the red-light district. The Dutch capital launched a campaign, in fact, this week, discouraging tourists planning drug and alcohol-fueled parties from visiting the city. And they are targeting the young British men specifically. Amsterdam's officials have long been trying to curb the rowdy behavior and events such as stags, especially near the famed red light area where these sex workers operate. The city's latest campaign is called Stay Away. (laughs) It's not a very creative campaign name. What do you want to call it? How about Stay Away? How about Keep Your Penis in Your Pants? <laughs> how about go somewhere else to party? How about that? How about we just how about you just tank your tourism industry in Amsterdam, you dummies? Um, now this campaign stay away has obviously been slammed by the prostitutes because they're going to lose income. The prostitutes are banding together. I think they have a union as well over there. Uh, they're planning a protest against the earlier closing times and plans to move the sex workers from the world famous red light district to some large erotic centers on the outskirts of the city. Well, you know, you should have thought of this when you embraced the red light district from the get-go. You know, you're one of the only cities in the world that has this luxury of a red light district, and it's pretty famous. You know, I've heard many anecdotes about how wonderful it is over there. And now you're going to just deny it and remove it and tell them to, no, go to the outskirts of the city. We don't want this behavior. Well, you're getting this behavior. You know, you did it yourself, Amsterdam. It's like, you know, we go up to Montreal for the strip clubs. Most of us Bostonians. Bostonians, yes, I called us Bostonians. When you turn 18 in Boston, it's very, very common to drive up to Montreal where you can drink in bars at the age of 18. You can go to your first real strip club at the age of 18. Now, imagine if Montreal was like, nah, we're going to just move the strip clubs out of there. I mean, that would just be foolish behavior, it would seem to me. But then again, I don't know all the data. I don't know what kind of damage these young British men are causing in Amsterdam. Maybe they're just really lighting things on fire and being too debaucherous. Is that a word, debaucherous? It says here that Amsterdam's new campaign will involve people seeing special warnings when they search for terms such as pub crawl Amsterdam. The campaign features a video showing a young man being arrested after he was found stumbling along the city streets. Oh, no. The video features large red and white writing saying, coming to Amsterdam for a messy night and getting trashed? Well, you're going to get a 140 euro fine and possibly a criminal record. In the video, police officers are 
escorting this zombie drunk tourist to a prison cell, making him kneel down in front of a bed in some bizarre scene. <laughs> the video has another sign in it saying, So coming to Amsterdam for a messy night? Well, you stay away. Some dramatic music follows before the video cuts to a white screen showing the city council's logo as a cheerful piano ballad plays in the background. The campaign will commence in Great Britain, specifically aimed at males in the age category of 18 to 35 years, according to the Amsterdam City Council. They're saying that this online discouragement campaign is aimed at nuisance tourists who want to visit Amsterdam to go wild. Just want to go wild. Well, you know, why don't you just have more of a police presence over there? You know, keep the prostitution, keep the pub crawls so that the business can keep flowing. But add a more beefy police presence in the area. Perhaps set up a satellite office of the local police. I don't know if that exists already, but you can always curb this behavior with a, uh, you know, more of a police presence. It's always worked for me. And at the end of the day, guys, we have to think of the prostitutes. Come on now. Their needs and wants should be met. They're wonderful, wonderful people. Yay! A pastor is still dead despite an entire year awaiting resurrection. This story is out of South Africa. We have a pastor that passed away. Pastor passed away. Siva Moodley is the name of the pastor. The remains of this pastor have languished in a Johannesburg morgue for over a year. But his family and flock of Religious zealots have seemingly not accepted the fact that he is dead and is never coming back as per his own pre-death prophecy. Oh, so this guy's trying to pull a Jesus. Well, it's been a year, buddy. I don't think you're trying hard enough. Jesus did it in like, what, three days? This guy might be a slacker. Let's keep learning. The founder and leader of the Miracle Center Ministry north of Johannesburg died in August of 2021, but his body has been kept at the funeral home in four ways ever since. They've been awaiting his resurrection. His demise has never been made public, and his social media accounts are constantly being updated, reportedly by his wife, Jesse, and son and daughter, as though he is still among the living. Oh, so they're posting for him as if he's still alive. While the deceased Mudley's family seems unwavering in their faith that he will rise again, we have a bishop named Mosa Sono who said that resurrections were really impossible and could only be performed by God. While he says he's very sympathetic with that family, he would never hide the truth from them if asked. Here's a quote from him. The record of people raised from the dead based on our desires is nil. I feel so sad for that family. Unfortunately, people receive preachings and teachings that are not biblically consistent, that promises miracles at our whim. Unless God commands it so, there is no biblical basis for us to ask God to resurrect anybody. Sono, the bishop, went on to say that there have been some cases before of people prophesizing their own resurrections, of course, but none of them had come to pass and they had been eventually buried as reality sets in. In May 2020, Cameroonian pastor Franklin Nidafor, who laid hands on his flock to cure them of COVID-19, actually died from the virus himself. Police had to force their way into his home as his followers had blocked the entrances and prayed for his resurrection every day. I covered that story back in 2020, I remember. Now we have the manager of the funeral home where the, the body of this pastor is being held. His name is Martin. He refused to comment on the matter, but is reported to have lodged an application with the Johannesburg Magistrates Court for permission to have this guy buried and or cremated. cremated. 
He's probably pretty sick of this guy taking up space in the place. Understandable. But, I mean, there is an income generated from the body remaining there. It says the storage for human remains cost at least 250R per day, which brings the cost for Moodley's remains close to 100,000R by now. What does R stand for? Let me look this up. Oh, got it. Okay, I'm learning. It's a rand. It's the South African rand. I should know that. Uh, Public school, guys. Um, If you're interested, uh, one rand is about five or six U.S. cents. So, well, regardless of the ongoing income from this particular case, the funeral home director wants to see this thing buttoned up um, and seen some rational response to a dead individual that should be buried by now. Uh, This guy says he gets a lot of bizarre requests from bereaved families, uh, including burying the deceased with their favorite belongings or pets, such as snakes. He said in some cases, families request to be left alone to ensure that whatever they do to the body or put in the coffin remain a secret. He's quoted as saying, We have had families of people who had snakes for various reasons, requesting that they be buried alive with their owner. Some are even buried in, with bags or sealed boxes that one would never know what they even contained. How would you like to be the guy whose job it is to just go into the freezer and poke this pastor with a stick every day to make sure he's still dead? <laughs> the stick dude. Hey, where's the stick dude? Maybe the stick dude hasn't been doing his, his job. Maybe the pastor did resurrect, but then no one was in the freezer at the moment, so no one knew, and then the pastor died from the freezer temperature, so re Redeceased, that could be a thing. I don't know. I'm just trying to wrap my head around fantasies. Either way, I think if the pastor doesn't rise by Easter, at least you should put a nail in that coffin. Pun intended. Yay! Hey, thanks everyone for joining me for another episode of Weird AF News. I appreciate your time. I want to let everyone know in the Southern California area that I'll be p- performing tomorrow night, Friday night at the Laugh Factory in San Diego. So that's Friday night, two shows, 7.45, 9.45. So if you happen to be down there, you want to check me out, it's, it's uh, tomorrow night. You're probably listening to this maybe even Friday morning, so then I would say tonight in San Diego. Uh, you can get tickets at laughfactory.com slash san-diego, san-diego. Or you can just do a Google search for that um or hit me up on instagram if you have any questions about it um at funny jones just dm me if you have a question i can get you a link anyways if you happen to be free love to see you uh now tomorrow being a friday we're going to be doing florida friday so if you're new to the show on friday i only do weird news from the state of florida it's very funny we get to spend an afternoon laughing at florida yeah what better way to spend your weekend than laughing at florida right or maybe you're in Florida, so maybe you'll spend that um, that episode crying because it happens to you. <laughs> Either way. If you want to send me Florida articles, it's pretty easy. I got a Gmail. Funnyjones at Gmail. Send it over. You can slide them into my Instagram DMs as well. So any kind of Florida story from this past week that you find, it's at Funnyjones. Um, uh, I'm going to publish some phone calls after this. You can call the show 646 450 2012. We heard from Jim from Cleveland. Shout out to Jim who congratulated me on 3 million downloads. I appreciate that. We heard from Shante, who I always love to hear from because she always has a good take on the stories that I do. So shout out to Shante. And we have a, it was a new caller from Calgary. She didn't leave her name, but she said she was currently homeless. But she was, um, my podcast was bringing her 
some daily joy despite that. So I was so, uh, you know, not happy to hear that she's homeless. I was, I was happy that she got, she's getting some reprieve from my podcast. Maybe I'm, a, I'm being a, a good distraction for her in her life at the moment, but we wish her well and we wish uh, that she improves upon her situation in Calgary which I imagine it's pretty cold and must, must be hard to be homeless in Calgary. So um, wishing the best for her, whatever her name is. Call me again, please. My number is 646-450-2012. Give us an update on that. Uh, and then lastly, I'd like to uh, read a review I got on Amazon from Heather, who gave me five stars, and she wrote, Jonesy makes my day, which is very sweet. She says, I absolutely love this. I start my day listening to Jonesy. He makes me laugh out loud every morning. What a great way to start my day. Keep doing what you're doing, Jonesy. You're hilarious. I appreciate the joy you bring to us every day. If you are not a fan, uh, excuse me, if you're not, if you do not listen to Weird AF News, you are missing out. If you are not a fan of the show, you're taking life and the show much too seriously. So relax, enjoy, and good luck with your life, man. <laughs> good luck and good luck with your life, Heather. Thank you so much for taking the time to write that review. It's super helpful. The more positive reviews that I get, uh, the more they offset the bad reviews that I get. You can leave reviews on Amazon, Apple Podcasts, and you can give me five stars on Spotify if you like. That doesn't take too long. If you're listening on Spotify, you can do that quickly with, a, with just a, a tap. So that would be extremely helpful. If you want to support the show, uh, my website has some ways in which you can do that. Weirdafnews.com. You can click on Buy Me a Coffee or you can join the Patreon. The Patreon's pretty cool. It's like Buy Me a Coffee every month and you get to join the little group of weirdos that we have in there and um and then we all can enjoy the extra weird content that i put in there so you get some extra weird content um so yeah if you'd like to support the show that way wonderful if not tell a friend that would be amazing just tell a friend about the show and we will see you tomorrow for florida fridays make sure you join me for that okay love you very much be safe out there Hey, Jonesy, my favorite weirdo. Um, this is Sean Pay from California. Um, regarding the story about the, the woman being fired for saying, uh, for shizzle my nizzle, I totally 100% agree with you. She should have not got fired, especially if she didn't know what that word meant. Because it's true. A lot of people don't understand that nizzle means the N-word, you know. And, for example, like that happened to me in real life. I had a friend. This was way back in the days when I was high school when that, when that, when he started doing all that stuff. Um, we were walking home, and one of my friends, she tells me, for shizzle, my nizzle. So, of course, me as a black woman, I don't want to be called the N-word, but I didn't get mad at her for saying for shizzle, my nizzle. I got mad at her because when I was trying to explain to her what that meant, she was like, no, it doesn't mean that. It doesn't mean that. It's like she didn't want to comprehend what I was saying. Like, she didn't want to, you know, like, oh, wow, I really said it. You know, I was like, I was like, dude, what does for shizzle mean? She's like, for sure. And I'm like, okay, then. What would nizzle mean? And she was like, no, it, no it, it doesn't mean that. And that's why I got mad, because she wasn't comprehending what I was saying. And I'm like, dude, you got to watch what you're saying to certain people. You can't be going around saying, for shizzle my nizzle to everybody, because that's what it means. For shizzle my, I mean, for sure my N-word, you know. So anyway, I just want to comment on that, because, uh, yeah, uh, quite a few people have said that word, and I have to explain to them what it meant. But, yeah, that woman has, should not got fired at all. Also, where is the angry Florida man? I want to hear you, like, I love his voicemails. And also the other day, some guy left a voicemail talking about, um, <laughs> do I want to make it like, make the voicemail urgent? Should I get a receipt? Oh my God. That was the funniest voicemail ever. Anyway, Jonesy, I love when you put the voicemails up. You know, it just, um, it reminds me that there, there, there's funny people in the world. Not everybody's evil and stuff. So, um, yeah. Anyway, good luck with your life, man. 
Hey, Josie. Um, I've actually been listening to you for uh, several years now. I just got your phone number off your website, and I just I saw what you look like, and I'm not expecting that. Um, anywho, um, I have been homeless for several months now. I'm in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Uh, reason being is because Canada doesn't like dogs over 20 pounds. Anyway, um, although I've been listening to your podcast for years, it has really particularly helped me throughout this experience and I don't know that I would be here without it um so thank you for being my salvation (laughs) um yeah uh good luck with your life man don't you rock and roller this is Jim from Cleveland congratulations on your download three three the big three Let's make it another three. Hopefully, uh, all is well with you. I, uh, love that you pimped out your location for where you're going to be. I think it's great because people can come visit you. People definitely look forward to, uh, your, your little gigs you do, you know, and you get to meet some people and say, man, I know you. You're the one that calls me up. You must be that rock and roller Jonesy that Jim from Cleveland keeps talking about. Yeah, you're so cool. There you go, Jonesy. Hopefully you're doing good. Hopefully uh, all is well with you. Keep up the good work. And to all the other listeners, keep listening. It shows you that you have good taste on what you're listening to. You can listen to some trash, garbage that's not even worth listening. And I can't believe an alligator knocked on somebody's door. Isn't that crazy? And you played the alligator song that I enjoy. I think I'm going to get that as my ringtone. Wouldn't that be cool when my phone rings at you singing? I think that would be awesome. Or if you had a ringtone saying, good luck with your life, man. Maybe that would be cool, too, but I, I'm leaning towards the alligator, I think, is more uh, more off the wild. Okay, my friend, take care. I'm out. Love you. Take care. Bye-bye.